0: Mostly Rational, a podcast in which we answer your questions in a way that is rational, mostly. I'm Asia Sanchez. And I'm Tawny Sanchez. And this is our special one-year anniversary episode of Mostly Rational. Kind of. (laughs) Technically, we should have recorded it in September and posted it on October 1st, yet here we are on October 7th, just now getting around to it. But we have an excuse. Also, kinda. We wanted to do something sort of special for this episode, so we put the call out for listeners to send in recordings of their stories, jokes, memories, comments, etc. Unfortunately, we sort of forgot something we should have learned in elementary school. People hate homework. Yeah, they don't like it. So yeah, well, we didn't get an overwhelming amount of recordings flowing in, we got a couple. And I still think this episode is going to be a little different than normal, as in it won't just be us answering your questions. And I just want to say that even though we didn't get many recordings this time around, we had way more people express interest in sending something in. So if you're one of those people, don't think that it's too late. We understand people are busy and your lives don't all revolve around the Mostly Rational podcast. Apparently. But seriously, keep sending stuff in, guys. We like it. Yeah, we love it. It's good. <laughs> Alrighty, it's time to actually start the show. Tani, happy anniversary. Yeah. Happy. Are you sure it's our anniversary? I it feel It like is. It's a month. I did the math. <laughs> I think it's a month early still. No, it's not. It's fine. It. <laughs> it's the anniversary show and that's final. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whatever you
0: say. Okay, so why don't we start out with a question. This one comes from Benjamin. He says, first of all, New Zealand is an amazing place. Tawny, don't go to the big cities for a holidays. Head out to the regions. There are many mountain ranges covered in native bush and scrawled with hiking tracks and amazing views. Manawatu is a great place to get lost on some trails. I may or may not live there myself. ha! <laughs> That's how he wrote it. Check out my Instagram for some quality New Zealand landscapes and views. And his... Instagram username is B-N-J-M-N, like Benjamin without the vowels, underscore B-Y-R-S. I'm guessing like Byers without the vowels. (laughs) He goes on. So anyway, back to reality. I do have a question for your show too. It is no surprise that modern media, TV, social, has a large influence on our decisions and lifestyles. Do you think rationals are influenced any more or less than other personality types? And also, what do each of you get influenced by the most? Tanya, I kind of feel like I should have read that in a New Zealand accent. I'm having some regrets. I'm really glad that you did not. Oh, Because... First of all, New Zealand. Stop (laughs) it. Stop it immediately. (laughs) Well, why don't you first of all comment on his comments about New Zealand? He Um, seems to be very familiar with your love of New Zealand. Yeah. I'm wondering, we mentioned it, I probably talked about it with... (gasps) You did, on our last episode, because we had our Australian guest, and Tawny very rudely made it very clear how much she prefers New Zealand. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I prefer the idea of New Zealand. I haven't been to either New Zealand or Australia. However, Benjamin, obviously I would go there for the amazing hiking and trails and mountains and everything. I didn't plan on spending much time in... The city. I mean, it'd be great, but I I want to see those luscious hills. You, you can do both, right? You can be in the city and then just, like, walk 10 feet and be at a mountain, right? That's yeah, my I'm understanding sure that's, of New Zealand. It's the same with California, honestly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they make, <laughs> like, uh, snowboards that can be easily converted into surfboards, so you can just, you know... Slide down the mountain and immediately be in the ocean. I have lost track of whether you're being serious or not, because if that exists, <laughs> I might cry a little. <laughs> I may have just invented New Zealand's uh, new favorite pastime. Good job. Thanks. Uh, you heard it here first. I'm an extreme sports enthusiast. And uh, we will take the the money for that. Yeah, New Zealand, you're starting to owe us a lot of money. Wow, this <laughs> podcast is making us rich. Ching, ching. Okay. <laughs> ching <Cha-ching. laughs> I got so distracted by the money, I forgot how to do onomatopoeia. So, anyway, as far as the actual question, do you think rationals are influenced any more or less than other personality types by TV and social media? I, I hold up Benjamin's Instagram. (laughs) Wow, Benjamin, this hamburger looks amazing. Or at least, I don't know what it is. It looks scary. It's it's (laughs) saying it's Mexican food, but it's definitely in hamburger form. I don't remember ever getting hamburgers and onion rings at a Mexican restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. So, as far as the actual question, uh... Yes and no. I think that rationals are influenced by um, social media, TV, but probably not in the same way. I know that when I see stuff, it kind of. I, I think I'm allowed. I'm able to, like, pick out more easily the things that I like because I like them versus the things that are just pushed on me. that's what they want you to think. And, like, you know, I. I think that, in general, because we're more objective, that TV, like, if we're watching a TV drama, it's not going to, we're not as involved, you know, in the story. But I don't think all rationals are created the same. I know. Uh, Because I think you are probably better at picking out when something is intending to emotionally manipulate you. Oh yeah, it's like one of my... Which is what most of advertisement is. (laughs) And you're extremely good at, like, detecting and rejecting emotional manipulation. Whereas I can detect it and often do, but sometimes it's too late. Even, (laughs) like, it's reached that extroverted feeling part of me. (laughs) And the the introverted thinking's like, come on, you see right through this ruse. And then my feelings part is like, oh, I don't care. It's so sad. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's actually one of those things that you can really lump rational's together in because no. we will react to different ways to things. Um, also, just depends on my mood. And if I've had any alcohol whatsoever, like if I even have smelled wine, (laughs) suddenly I'm much more emotional. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was just thinking, because I said I wanted to cry over something really dumb just two seconds ago, and it's because I've been drinking wine. Every episode! Every episode! (laughs) Tawny acts like we've just been guzzling wine. Like, here, Tawny, have a sip of wine. She's like, yeah, I've been drinking wine for this episode. Every time. So I was afraid I was going to run into someone at the store as, as I was buying the wine. Because all I bought at the store just oh, had wine, lush. didn't put it in a bag, and I was worried it was going to run into someone and just be like, oh, what you got there? And I'm like, I need it for the podcast. Would it be as bad as that time that I was out with people and I was like, why is my bag so heavy? <laughs> and I reached inside and pulled out a full <laughs> bottle of Chardonnay. <laughs> it's, that's just the worst thing. <laughs> I think what happened is I was going to bring it to somebody's house and I put it in my purse because I didn't want to waste a bag and then I didn't end up using it and then I forgot to take it out of my purse. That's it. I'm looking at this question more because I feel like we didn't answer it. Do you think rationals are influenced any more or less? I don't think more or less. I just think in different ways, maybe. Because, like, I know that tons of things that I've have bought or because I'm like oh, I saw this on a, an, an advertisement on social media or I saw someone I follow on social media had it and I, it's like I like that thing and I want to also have that thing but it's not like I have to have that thing because this person has this thing which I know other people are influenced in that way and as far as like TV I don't know I know that in like the main MBTI test they ask you know, if you get really involved in, in TV soaps, <laughs> um, and a lot of people take that literally, and they're like, I don't even watch soap operas. I'm like, it just means TV, you guys, TV shows. Well, TV is different from what it used to be. So, it used to be you watch TV, that means you automatically know you're going to be watching, like, ten minutes of commercials, at least, added up together. Now, it's like, a lot of us watch Netflix, which has zero ads, However, I'm pretty sure they're doing more subtle advertising, like in the show, you know, kind of Truman style. Mm -hmm. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I just always think of Chuck and Subway. Oh, yeah. They They always always put, like, blatantly advertising Subway, like, here's the sandwich that I ordered from Subway. I like to eat fresh. Yeah. And then they, like, continue in their conversation in the show. There was a, a Chinese show I just watched recently. Uh, Meteor Garden and there was some pretty blatant advertising in there like they always had the same drinks they were always offering each other that brand of drink (laughs) and then there was like way like awkwardly long conversations about makeup like this certain makeup brand (laughs) (laughs) and the makeup wasn't even very good on the actors so (laughs) I'm like man they really had to use that brand I don't know if he's referring entirely to advertisements, though. I think he might also be talking about, like, actual shows, like, not the ads within them or in between, but the different shows. Like, so many people are influenced by the Kardashians, you know? Like, they just want that lifestyle in general. Yeah, that their appearance has become a fad. That's true. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know. It's really hard to say. I think that's why certain types tend to stand out actually is probably because they tend to not keep up um with the card I didn't want to say that, but <laughs> keep, up with the meant, keep up with current trends, but keep up with the Kardashians seemed like an apt metaphor right then. <laughs> wow, it's almost like they knew what they were doing when they yeah. named that show. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was manipulated <laughs> the name of their show. Oh, good job, good job. <laughs> okay, maybe we could move on to the second part of the question now. What do we get influenced by the most? I feel personally like I get the most influenced by people like lower down on the hierarchy of celebrities. Like lower down where they're the kind of people who maybe you can interact with or they make... Things that you like, like, you know, say there's an artist who I like, who I follow on Twitter. They got like 10,000 followers or whatever, so they're like big but not huge. If they recommend something, I often follow them because I respect them, I respect their ideas, I respect the work they make. And if they like something and they behave in a certain way, I think I'm way more likely to be influenced by that. That is entirely true for you. Uh, And it's evident, even in this podcast, because slight references... Oops. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're... The way you uh, write, you know, our outlines... Yeah. ...have an uh, influence of other podcasts. Shush! And they'll know I'm stealing their formula. <laughs> but, I mean, that's also the thing is, like, there is a formula for a lot of things that become popular, and so it's hard to come up with something original, and it's like our subconscious is always influenced, and like just, we find these patterns that work, and that people respond to and just kind of stick with it, but then it's all everyone's producing the same kind of thing. Okay, but real talk, I think if we did more than one episode per month, then we would have developed more of our own formula by now. I feel like our formula is kind of a weird collage of different things that I like, and I'm just trying to I think the more you do things, people fall into this formula. They like they find what works for them, and we're still kind of working on that. Yeah. Well, I was also thinking we have never struck. We've kept the questions. That's like the only thing that's been consistent and kind of our intro. Mm-hmm. And then everything else. But we're we're learning, you know, right. and we're figuring out what people like. Obviously, half of our audience, <clears throat> asked and hated. Leave the potato <laughs> leave the spud who Lee forgot her spud. name already whatever um i think that most of these podcasts that find their groove are the ones that you know have an episode every week or every other week at worst we because they get girl, more the feedback that way and then people like the callbacks you know self-referential callbacks that's where it's at in the podcast <laughs> but we don't have a whole lot of stuff to self-refer to yet that's fine Uh, I'm trying to think of things that I get influenced by. I, yeah, I mean, kind of similar to Asia, just, but I don't, I don't think as, as much. I think you have a much more gradual aesthetic that you've built. Like, over the years, you liked this one thing, and you kind of, like, stayed there for a while, and then it kind of connected to the next branch. (laughs) Yeah, I think I just kind of slowly build... On thing. Like, I pick and choose from each genre, mm-hmm. or, like, I I take from a wide variety of things. I don't let, like, one show or one person or celebrity or anything, like, influence me, but I really pick and choose, like, the little tiny things, and I put it together for myself. I, I guess what I it. mean is you don't go backwards. You didn't, like, decide, I like the guitar aesthetic. I like the aesthetic <laughs> of people who play guitar. I'm going to be one of those coffee shop guitar people and Gross. start dressing like that. You started learning the guitar and like over time your taste in music developed and your voice developed. And like then you started playing more shows and being around more of those kinds of people and, and being in those environments. And it's not, I'm not saying that you became a complete coffee shop guitar player I'm just saying that anything about your aesthetic that may be related to that kind of idea came from you know ground up not working backwards and trying to force yourself into this mold it just developed naturally yeah although a lot of that it's not really from media that's from people like I right, started I'm just saying and- what this we're answering now what influences us the most Well, I was thinking, like, what form of media? Oh, definitely the internet, if that's the the question. Yeah, but, like, what on the internet? There's such a... I know that I spend too much time on Instagram, and it's not even just, like, going through all the random garbage on the Explore page, but because I do photography, I follow a lot of photography accounts, Mm -hmm. and... That's the only time where I look at things on there and I'm like, oh, I wish I was like that. There's no way for me to narrow it down because when I take surveys and they're like, which of these websites do you spend the most time on? I'm like, it's evenly divided (laughs) between Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Tumblr, Facebook. I don't use Tumblr as much as I used to, but back in the day, it was all of those and then some. So it's really hard to say this influences me the most of anything, but we spent way too much time on this question. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this question has influenced me more than anything I've done today. <laughs> okay, next up, the infamous Aston Fletcher has sent us a list of never-have-I-evers, so we're going to play a quick game of that. I think this is usually a drinking game, but we're going to skip that part. Instead... <laughs> Are we? <laughs> Miss Glug Glug, apparently.
1: <laughs> if you're I the have body, only had
0: believe. half a glass. Yeah, I know. Anyway, <laughs> instead... If we've done the thing, we just have to do a brief explanation. But only if it's interesting. Okay. Rapid fire. Never have I ever been to a police station. Oh my goodness, I don't think I have. Oh wait, yes I have. In Hawaii? Why was I there? I can't remember. Have you? I don't think I have, no. I can't remember why I was there. Alright, never have I ever (laughs) cheated on a test. I didn't think I was cheating. I thought I was being more fair. Oh, so in fifth grade, what I used to do on math tests is I would finish, but then I would walk up to the pile where people had put their finished math tests, and I would glance at it. And if their quest their answers weren't the same as mine, I'd make a gesture like oh, I forgot to something, and I would walk back to my desk, and I wouldn't change my answer. I would start the problem over again, and if I got to their answer, I thought, that's probably right, and if I didn't, I would leave it. I would just leave my wrong answer there. So I had to be able to figure it out for it to count, so in my mind, it wasn't quite cheating. It was learning because I have this problem where I make stupid mistakes even when I understand how to do it. So it was kind of just me like checking my work, but it was kind of cheating. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so my brief explanation. And <laughs> uh, when I was a junior in high school, I had a history teacher that allowed us to help each other on our tests, mm-hmm. and I really liked that because that's how I always thought that we should take tests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have I have cheated on a test and. Um, before that, when I was a sophomore, sophomore, so- not a sophomore, <laughs> a sophomore, um, I was in a world studies class and that was the year, like, that was my last semester at that school because, like, I just... Yeah, because you got expelled for cheating? No. Oh. Because I was extremely exhausted, like, I was just walking around that school like a zombie. And was having a miserable time, had to deal with drama of people just like spewing into my life. Ah, wow, what an unusual high school experience. Yeah. No, I just, <laughs> I am not tolerant of people spreading lies about me and I was miserable Weird. and I was, I was tired and I was just like, you know what? I, I hate this. And that I felt, cause like I had always been a good student and I hadn't cheated before that. And I didn't really cheat. It was more like kind of everyone being like, what did you get for this answer? Just like, like, "Eh." and it was like one question, you know? But I was just like, I'm the worst person ever, but also I don't care because I want to just, I just want this test to be over, and I didn't study. You probably realized at that point that your grades didn't really matter anyway. Yeah, I just, like, I um, just hate history, honestly. (laughs) You made me remember something, like, my sophomore and junior year, I think. They didn't really check our work. Oh, yeah. And so it didn't seem to matter too much. The teacher would, like, see... Everyone kind of being like, oh, what'd you get? And write it down. And he didn't care. And so it felt like if if he doesn't care, then we don't care. And then... Um, yeah, I had a teacher where I could just... It was an algebra class. Mm-hmm. And I c- would forget to do my homework or didn't have time. And I just wrote down numbers on graph, graph paper. Mm-hmm. I just wrote numbers and then circled some of the numbers. And he would just pass it oh, as my homework. I once wrote, instead of a proof... That uh, I refused to answer the question because it like questioned my intelligence, <laughs> and I got full marks. <laughs> okay, I feel like we've answered this. Yeah, enough. we took too long. Okay, I'll, wait, hold on. One last thing, actually. Wow. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so one last thing is that I I think that I helped other people cheat more than I actually cheated myself. Oh, for sure. Which like because. People were always assuming that I was going to get the right answers. So I don't know why. I, I know, wasn't right? I wasn't the straight-A student. But they were just like, what did you get? I'm like, well, here's my answer. You can take it if you want, but I'm not guaranteeing I know. anything. I had this reputation, like, for being really smart. But my grades were, like, average at best. <laughs> like, uh, maybe a little above average. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> okay. So, never have I ever stolen something and gotten away with it. Um... Hmm. I have an answer. Does it matter if it's from each other? Because we've stolen lots of things from each other. I'm assuming this means from, like, a store or something, Uh, or not our family. I have never deliberately stolen anything, I don't think. Like, not for real. But have you? I can't think of... Nothing comes to mind. Okay. So, I accidentally stole something once, but I immediately returned it. And that's the closest I've ever gotten to stealing anything. So, you didn't. didn't I, with it. I, <laughs> I went into this, like, clothing store, and I was, like, holding... I picked up these sunglasses. Was like, oh, these are really cheap. They're, like, $2. And I'm, like, holding them and walking around. I was like, okay, I don't want anything else here. And then I just left... And then I got to my car and no alarms went off or anything. And it's uh, so easy to steal, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, these aren't my glasses. And I walked back in. I was like, I almost stole these on accident. And I gave them back. And they were like, oh, oh, you totally could have just gotten away with that. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, do you want them? And I was like, I And so I paid for them. Actually, the same exact thing <laughs> did happen to me at Target. I walked out with, like, two things. And then I came back, and I was like, oops. And he was like, oh, wow, thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming back. Yeah. Uh, so we could have gotten away with it, but we chose not to. Okay. All right. Never have I ever... <sighs> I guess we have to pretend Aston is saying never have I ever. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Why? Because if I say it, I'm saying that I haven't done it. Anyway, never have I ever... Oh, all of these things that Aston really hasn't done? Because I don't believe that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Such a liar. Never have I ever tried to persuade my way out of a parking or speeding ticket. Um, I definitely have. I have not. Um, the problem is that I usually will leave that situation being very angry because I had a perfectly composed speech in my mind as to why they should not give me a ticket. And but what it really sounds like, like in my head, it sounds like officer with the wind speed being as it is, as <laughs> I guess such, and the precedent in nineteen eighty seven, blah blah blah, and what comes out is, uh, here's my register. I. <laughs> okay. What's really funny about that is that's like. The funny example of a stereotypical expectation of an INTP versus an actual <laughs> INTP. <laughs> like stereotyp stereotypical version of an INTP is like a professor, basically, and then, then actual INTP is like derp derp derp. <laughs> let me tell you, let me let me drive that point home even further. The first time I got a speeding ticket was because I was driving real fast to get to UPS so I could deliver a sample from a laboratory before it was Too late <laughs> And so what I wanted to say to the officer was Officer if you don't let me go Immediately this plant will not make it To the laboratory in time And this is essential Like if I had my hair just All Einsteiny and my glasses Askew and had Given that speech it would have been the ultimate INTP moment And yet no it was more like Okay here's my license And then I had to go to court. The only time I got a speeding ticket, I didn't even have a chance to say anything. Like, he just walked up and was like, here's your ticket, you were going 80. And I was just like, uh, and then he left. Like, I seriously, he didn't ask me for anything. He just, like, threw the ticket in my window and walked away and I was mad because I totally would have said, I know I wasn't going 80 miles an hour because my car, like, whistles when it <laughs> goes 72, and it wasn't whistling. <laughs> <So>. science. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm not good at persuading cops, but I am great at persuading judges. Good to know. Jeez. I have never had to pay the full fine. <laughs> so... Never have I ever stayed up for more than twenty-four hours. Oh, definitely <laughs> I have. The first time I ever stayed up all night long when I was a kid, um was because I wanted to read Tom Sawyer. And I didn't get enough quality reading time during the day. So uh I felt I felt like high in the morning. That was the first thing I noticed. <laughs> it was like, whoa, flying. We're just the biggest nerds. <laughs> Why did you stay up late for the first time? Uh, well, it was from three a.m. service. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, so Tawny was doing volunteer work and I was reading. Yeah, I was doing volunteer work <laughs> and then I had to stay up and go to a graduation party. And it was volunteer work that uh, meant I needed to be awake at three a.m. And <laughs> never have I ever <laughs> gone through a significant other's phone. <laughs> I'd have to have a significant other. Uh, no, I don't think I have. I don't think I have, but I don't think I've had the chance to either. (laughs) I have gone through a kind of significant other's email. Wow. Because they gave me the password to their email. Fair game. And, like, they wanted me to, like, look at a specific email, and I'm not sure why they didn't just forward me the email, <laughs> but they gave me their password, and I was like, okay, well, let me just see all these other messages. <laughs> um, Coming from you. Okay, I was <laughs> 14. Okay. <laughs> Miss privacy over here. Okay, never have I ever refused a kiss. I don't think so. Yes, I have. You have. I don't think I, um, I think my refusal comes much earlier in my discomfort level. (laughs) Like if, if some, if it, if the situation's even going to lead in that direction at all and I don't want it to, I've already put the kibosh on it long before it gets to the kissing stage. Unless someone surprised me or something, but that has not happened. Don't do that to me, please. (laughs) (laughs) You've done that to me. That's different. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Never have I ever been serenaded. I think we've both been serenaded. Yeah, well, that's what happens <laughs> when you date musicians. That's what happens right before you refuse a kiss. Yeah. Depending on how good the serenade was. <laughs> Make yeah. sure you practice, guys. <laughs> yes. Never I have I ever <laughs> been trapped in a small space not at home. I was once trapped in a train tunnel betwixt the wall of a train tunnel and a moving train. That was pretty small. That's a good story. I don't think I can, even if I this I had had something happen where I was trapped in a small space, not at home. Or Ashley, I have Ashley. Who's Ashley? I. <laughs> Am I slurring my words? Yes, a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Okay. So I wasn't really trapped, but I was playing hide and seek in a school at nighttime, and we found this random doghouse. That was, like, behind one of the buildings. And so, like, four of us hid inside this doghouse. And we were just, like, seriously, sardines packed in there. And then it was really awkward because Sharon wanted to hide with us. But there was no more room. (laughs) Wow, rude. I know. And so she sat outside of the doghouse and was just (laughs) upset. (laughs) So you guys were... You guys... you guys were all in the doghouse, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was a... I know. Uh, okay. Anyway. So, never have I ever lied to parents and never told them. Um, I don't think so, because when I was a kid, there were many times I tried to lie to my parents, and all they had to do was say, Really? And I would immediately start crying and confess. (laughs) We're only supposed to tell the story if it's true. If we have done it. Ah, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think I have either. I've just never had any reason to. Never have I ever cried during an animated movie. Yes. Animated movies, maybe this relates to that earlier question about what Uh, Influences us Animated movies are way more likely to make me cry Than almost any other thing Real or fictional (laughs) I don't know what it is I probably have But I don't know which one specifically Oh man, I have a very long list Uh, I know I got a little teary During the beginning of Up It kind of depends on my mood But I read that For some people it might be Because It's easier to read the expressions of characters who are animated, and so there's some ambiguity lost, and so it's easier to hit those emotional triggers... And so for some people who don't always necessarily... Because the reason I was reading about this is because I literally googled, why do I feel more empathy for fictional animated characters than I do for people in real life sometimes? Animated characters are better actors. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was very cynical. <laughs> you just implied that uh, the people who are complaining to you are acting. Yeah. Okay, look, well, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, never have I ever... Auditioned for a talent show. I haven't. I was going to, but I didn't. I've auditioned for lots of other things, but not that. Have you? I was in a talent show, but I don't think we had to audition. It's because Tawny played Paula Abdul, and Tawny just that looks was like Paula a Abdul. That was not a talent show. That was, that was <laughs> SNL night. I was in a talent show in fifth grade. Tawny has played Paula Abdul in two separate occasions. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly um, enough. <laughs> but that was not a talent show. Again, I was in a talent show in fifth grade with my friend Laura, and we did a hula hoop slash ribbon dancing routine. I forgot about that. To ACDC's TNT. I forgot about that! It's because it's like one of the two albums we owned. (laughs) No, I didn't even know ACDC existed then. Oh, really? Yeah, because Laura's. Dad had like a little uh, Walkman, and like everyone else had CD Walkmans, and I had a cassette one, and... I only had Oingo Boingo and ACDC and, like, the cars to listen to. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I decided that I liked them after that, but I didn't know about them until I heard that song, and I was like, this is sick. Never have I ever thought of the best way to murder someone. I'm always thinking about this. In fact, I recently... Okay, but Asia, what? Have you thought (laughs) of the best way? There's multiple best ways. No. No. Then obviously not. There's nothing, I've thought of many good ways, but, um, nothing stands out as the ultimate perfect way. Yeah. Yet, I have to invent something first. <laughs> I'll just say that I have thought of many ways also. The best way to murder somebody requires a time machine, but, barring that, there are many best ways. Erase from existence, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no one's looking for you <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay never have I ever made a wish at a fountain slash shooting star etc um I remember wishing upon a star when I was like five only to be immediately corrected by mom and dad <laughs> like now. no and I was like ah, oh, that's disappointing this world is bleaker than I ever had thought before Thank you for that dose of realism, Mama and Papa. That's what I called them when I was five. It's not. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I have not. We're not very superstitious people. No. Never have I ever gone into the wrong restroom. Oh, boy, have I. <laughs> Multiple times. On, on accident? Yes. Okay. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, I've gone into the men's restroom before, but I was like, Hi, guys, I gotta pee. And look at the line, <laughs> or it's been... you went in when there were other men. No, in no, there. no, 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 <laughs> no, no. I mean, when it's like a single, it's more like I will get in oh, the men's line. Yeah, or... I'll. I mean, I'll go in the. It doesn't. It's weird to me when bathrooms are gendered and there's like two single bathrooms. Yeah, because I don't. It's like having a girl's room and a boy's room in your own house like oh the bathroom's in the hall on the left but you can't use it you're a guy so (laughs) but there's only one person at a time and there don't doesn't matter it's the girl's room (laughs) doesn't no it doesn't make sense to me um so yeah for sure but I don't want to just like Go into a men's room with a bunch of stalls and risk seeing like some butts and things. <laughs> I don't think the butts would be the most concerning <laughs> thing to me. I said and things. <laughs> um, okay, never no, but have I have I accidentally ever. done that, yes. <laughs> never have I ever realized Aston submits all of this stuff just to make the podcast more entertaining for himself. Well, I have now. Uh, I definitely knew that. <laughs> Whatever, Aston. <laughs> Alright, well thanks for that, Aston. I believe he sent us in another little game for later, but first, we are going to switch moods for a minute and listen to a piece of audio sent in to us for our special episode. I don't really know how to explain it, so I'm just going to let it speak for itself. It's kind of like a, a little story, so here we go.
1: A Flight in the Fall Written by Travis Ramirez Narrated by the Time Traveler A Flight in the Fall Book One, Lifted A Prologue Up, up, up above the hills and valleys forests and cityscapes of earth. A butterfly flutters on toward her programmed destination. A creature so complex and yet gracefully simple, holding a genetic code expressed in the most colorful organic materials. Fluttering wings of iridescent transcending light, beauty she cannot comprehend. Periodically throughout her journey, The harmless and unassuming insect makes casual rest stops at flowers and the occasional riverbank, gathering food and water to supplement her internally stored supplies for the trip. Over a thousand miles, her purposeful sojourn is fraught with dangers. Birds, bats, brambles, and brutal weather persist in their constant attempts to devour or ruin the fatty winged grub but to no avail. Unseen forces seem to keep each attack from becoming the last, and the majestic creature is able to continue the epic flight. Today, on the crisp and bright spring morning of May 20th, 2015, this monarch descends from heights just beneath lazy and wispy clouds into the freshly misted patio garden of Jonas Gillespie's Barcelona Villa. A lone, open window, feeding fresh air into dark and silent quarters, beckon the insect, as if drawn by an invisible, slowly churning gravity. The artfully winged creature floats in and disappears. Now inside the room, she follows the dimming light that filters in from the window and drifts deeper into darkness, until finally reaching journey's end. Softly settling down on the cool, countered clavicle of a sleeping woman, the fragile vessel at last gives in to sleep. At precisely 8.25am, a brilliant, radiant light envelops totally both the woman and the slumbering infiltrator. An output of energy, that of a lightning bolt, surges in an even brilliance, vibrating intensely Each and every molecule of the winged creature collides with those of the woman beneath. A flight and a life, in one defining moment, has come to its purposeful end. Fused together, the DNA of the woman and the butterfly become one. A mark of beauty remains, and now begins new life holding profound purpose so begins the fall, the fall of humanity.
0: Thank you so much for sending that in. We are currently open to submissions of all kinds, whether fiction, real-life stories, local mysteries, anything. We'd love to hear more of your voices. So thanks, Travis, for being the first to get the ball rolling. Just especially local mysteries, guys. I just really want to solve some local mysteries. I want to change the direction of this podcast entirely. Okay, so next up, we're going to play a quick game of Would You Rather, which is the other game Aston decided would jazz up the pot a bit. We've decided to indulge him, it being a special episode and all. Alright, here we go. Would you rather drink all the alcohol but never get drunk or eat all the food and never get fat? Oh, uh, hmm, honey, this is a real hard one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to think about this one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'd much rather eat or um, get fat with my food. So I'm gonna choose to drink all the alcohol and never get drunk. Yeah. I've always wanted to spend a lot of money on liquids that have no effect on me whatsoever, so I might as well just buy juice or whatever. <laughs> um and I also love getting fat. And yeah. f- like I like I love it. It's I the hate best. eating food also, so it's perfect. Yeah, definitely that one. <laughs> I don't think we could have been more sarcastic. I think this Yeah, is- just to clarify, obviously <laughs> we want all the food. This is... I don't think either of us have ever been as sarcastic as we are right now. I don't know. That's a hard... Okay, (laughs) true. It's up there, though. Would you rather lose all your money or all the pictures and drawings you've ever created? Well, considering I'm currently, like, worth negative several hundred dollars, I think I will lose all my money. It's not really going to make a difference. I usually throw away my my pictures and drawings anyway and hate or hate them two days after. True. So and you I have a lot more money than me. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot. Uh, and I would so yeah, I'd rather just keep my money and continue drawing and throwing it away. I definitely have a price point. Like there's a point. If you give me a certain amount of money, I don't care. It's not like I remember any of those drawings. I can make more drawings. Yeah. I can make better drawings with my new art supplies that I bought with my money. Exactly. (laughs) But currently, (laughs) I don't, it wouldn't be worth it. (laughs) All right. Would you rather have no short-term memory or no long-term memory? I have my answer, but I want to see what you say first. I have never been able to answer this question, even in the times I've thought of it, uh, over the years. I think? Oh, it's so hard, Tawny. It's so hard to answer. But, like, how long is long-term? Yeah, that's, I, that's where I don't know. But, okay, well, I'll answer then. Go ahead. I would rather not have my long-term memory. Because, first of all, well, actually, now I'm thinking about it, I could do the same thing. I was gonna say I could, like, write down my memories. I have pictures and everything. But I wouldn't want to, and I wouldn't want to do that, like... For my short term memories Like I wouldn't have to constantly have to write Everything I do down And you'd also always want to be reading it And then you'd get stuck Yeah, But I think that I'd rather be I think I would function better if I had my short term memory Like I don't want to be like Dory You know where I'm constantly Forgetting what just happened I wouldn't be able to hold a conversation But But I think the really important things Would be in your long term memory And I kind of Like those are the things I enjoy more I'm more, see, I think I just get so much anxiety from my long-term memory that I don't even care. I just want my, most of my memories gone. I would probably make the same mistakes every single day if I didn't have my long-term memory, but I also would have less anxiety. That is true. Well, I would, that's why I'm saying I'd write things down. But, um. Yeah, because you could write it down so you would learn the lesson, but you don't have the residual anxiety from the exactly. lesson. <laughs> that might be good. But then you might just forget it again and have to, like. No, so you got it written it. down now. Anyway, okay, so would you rather be feared by all or loved by all? Loved? I want everybody to love me. I honestly don't know. I want you to fear displeasing me because you love me so much. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I, I. Okay, I think that when you really love someone, you are afraid of displeasing them. But, I mean, like, if that's the idea, then this question has to mean something else by feared. Like, they have to be afraid of retribution from you if they displease you. Mm-hmm. You're thinking for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, you'd rather they be afraid that you will punish them. Because mm. I feel like the end result is kind of similar. I think that you're more likely to get the results you want from fear. <laughs> uh-huh, go on. <laughs> However, it's more satisfying if you get those results from people loving you. That's probably true. I'm gonna go with love, but just know that I'm a little on the border about this. <laughs> yeah, I guess but if you're feared by it all sometimes fear makes people angry and then they'll try to depose you. Yeah, I'd probably end up dead. Yep. Would you rather have hands that never stopped growing throughout <laughs> your life or feet that never stopped growing? Feet. Feet. I would swim so fast. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't be able to hold my pens anymore if my hands kept getting bigger. Yeah. That's about it. Those are <laughs> <were> my reasons. <laughs> makes my balance would get a lot better if I had bigger feet. You could slap people harder. I'm also curious at what, like, what rate? Are our hands and feet growing because like our nose continues to grow right throughout our life. Oh no! So I know I'm really sad. About that. <laughs> so um, if it's like that, then that wouldn't even be that bad. Like I'd be like a size nine by the time I yeah die. Yeah, I'd be like a ten or eleven. It's fine. Okay. Feet. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case it wasn't clear. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom hands. <laughs> What? (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather control animals with your mind or control electronics with your mind? Okay, controlling electronics would be sweet. I feel like it would be way scarier if I were controlling animals. Like, I mean, to other people. (laughs) If I suddenly started controlling a flock of birds. I 100% want to be able to control electronics with my mind. Like, that would be so useful in so many ways. You, it's just... Ugh, what? It would be so useful. <laughs> That's exactly what I ugged. Because <laughs> you're going over like... You're just like, it would be so much scarier, and it would be hilarious. And the and like, aesthetic would be so... Cool. <laughs> okay, but, like, my aesthetic is kind of... No, you're thinking... I know, I know you're thinking about how it would help you with work. I'm thinking about how much stuff I could hack into, how much money I could steal, how much work. I'm I'm imagining both of these scenarios, it's like a supervillain power that we want to have. But also, you know the kid from Heroes that could control electronics? Yeah, Micah. Yeah, he wasn't a villain. He He was a good guy. Yeah, unlike... I'm I'm just feeling like I'm glad he got that power, not you. <laughs> but if I could control animals, like I could make dogs leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's that makes it all worth it. I could make them poop where they're supposed to, <laughs> in a toilet. Yes. Oh, Tawny, it would make my life so much easier. I'd be the ultimate pet sitter. I just. But Asia... Well, I'm trying to be like you. I'm thinking about how it helped me with work. But, like... Supercomputers. Made of animals. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Like that whale. Well, that was fun. Uh, where do you think we should go next, Tawny? Comfort zone? Comfort zone! All right! Follow us into the... Comfort, comfort zone! zone! By which I mean answering more of your questions. <clears throat> First one... How will Asia, slash the rest of the family, survive once Tawny abandons them for greener pastures, a.k.a. New York? Oh, yeah, by the way, big announcement. Tawny's moving to New York, apparently. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find a place to live. And as soon as I do, I'm packing up my things and driving across the country. You're going to drive? Yeah. Aw, I want to use your car. No! Just kidding. (laughs) 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 <laughs> darn it. I can't mooch off of your things while you're Well, going. Dad's in New York right now, and I'm using his car. That's just how it works. The only thing I'm worried about is that I'm going to have to drive myself more places. No. The only thing I'm worried about is... She's ha- not kidding. <laughs> she really means that. Shut up. The only thing I'm worried about, really, is how we're going to record these podcasts, because the-, the chances for technical difficulties doubles. It's the only thing I'm good for in Asia's life. Driving her places and podcast hosting you barely drive me places i have my own car it's just broken right now the moment it's a first for me i've never had a broken car before oh my god (laughs) jk i don't know it's not like you really promote my continued survival on a regular basis though should i have to i'm not saying that i'm just saying (laughs) he's asking how will we survive I feel like it'll be roughly the same. I'll see you just as much. (laughs) I barely see Tawny anymore. Only for podcasts. So like once a month. Even when we live in the same house, I barely see her. Because if I come downstairs to say hi, she's like, yes. (laughs) I'm like, what do you want? Stop touching my things. Go away. Sitting with her back to the wall so she can see intruders coming. (laughs) Okay, what is the most obscure subculture you're familiar with? Personally, mine is probably yo-yoing or DIY guitars. I should have said that that personally was in parentheses and not me stating yo-yoing or DIY <laughs> guitars. Yeah. Um, pro- the problem for me is sometimes I don't realize how popular or not popular things are that I like. So sometimes there'll be something I like. And I'll be like, wow, this is, like, this cool thing I discovered. Uh, I wonder if they ever have, like, meet and greets or anything. And then I find out they've got, they're just, like, selling out Carnegie Hall or whatever. Like, they're huge and everybody likes them. But then there are other times when I assume something is famous and then I mention it in conversation and people are like, who? What are you talking, what? (laughs) So I'm trying to, like, think if there's anything I know for sure is obscure that I like. I mean, generally random podcasters and vloggers who I like who have barely any followers whatsoever but who I've been following for years. Can you think of anything? I don't know like he says yo-yoing or do I want guitars those are like things that you do or hobbies. I don't know but you're talking kind of like interests, like shows okay, or music. I have one. I recently discovered sort of what I think is a kind of niche corner of the internet with people who are like me and like To learn lots of different languages, but don't necessarily become super fluent in all of them. But really like to see the connections between all these different languages, and that's kind of why we keep learning as many as we can. Like, I can't speak French fluently, and I can't speak Japanese fluently, but I know enough of these two languages that I see patterns and pick up on them, and then there are several other languages where I feel the same, and especially, like, languages that are connected in any way. I like seeing the roots and, like, finding out their commonalities and their quirks. So that's kind of like a sort of an obscure subculture I'm part of. <laughs> you don't seem like you have much to contribute here. <laughs> uh, hmm. no. <laughs> it's It's weird because I have a lot of hobbies and a lot of interests, and... I know that I, the only thing that is coming to my mind right now is Bee and Puppycat. And that's because there's, the only people that I know know of Bee and Puppycat are people that either showed it to me or the people that I showed it to. Mm-hmm. And when I went to New York Comic Con as Bee, mm-hmm. like, there was one other Bee there, which was really cool to see. And I was like, whoa. And there was like a little corner of Bee and Puppycat, and it was kind of like, Nuts to me that that even existed, because it's just not a super well-known thing, because there's not many episodes, and it's only on YouTube and Verve, and... So we probably have that in common, like, kind of indie cartoons. Yeah. Although that's probably, as a whole genre, more my thing. <laughs> yeah. But being puppy cats, what like, both like? That one is, like, specific, but as far as, like hobbies i'm trying to think of like a weird hobby that i have who like to do things old-fashioned hard way for no reason whatsoever <laughs> she says that she's looking at the typewriter on my desk and the table <laughs> yeah record player just <laughs> on the other desk <laughs> <laughs> um but you know those are still pretty common things and i think those are the things people look at and like oh tony's such a hipster because she has a record player and a typewriter and I'm like, They're i like, just... no, guys, I keep it real. Like, I also have a surfboard. <laughs> I I'm just looking at things in her room. I had, this, is not, I don't even know where that surfboard came Lou from. <laughs> but like, honestly, I just love. She it. has a mason jar full of paintbrushes, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> things I didn't put here, and uh, I just really like the sound of typewriters. There's an abalone shell in here. That is my abalone shell. Good, you didn't steal it <laughs> from the ocean. um There's like a metal lunchbox with the yellow submarine on it. That was a gift. Okay, so your favorite band and least favorite band literally fight each other. Who would win? So, the Decemberists fight Nickelback. That's what I was gonna say, but I didn't want to be cliche. <laughs> Now I'm being like a hipster about being a hipster. Because <laughs> I was already being pretty cliche by saying the Decemberists. <laughs> <laughs> so the Decemberists are fighting Nickelback. On the one hand, Nickelback has probably been in more bar fights. I don't know too much about them. On the other hand, I think there's more of the Decemberists. And they've probably also gotten into bar fights, but like, also like in a wine bar or something. Well, he did say literally. I was gonna say maybe we should specify on what the fight is, because it could be an intellectual battle. No, stupid. <laughs> and in that case. <laughs> Nickelback! <laughs> I won that intellectual battle. <laughs> you didn't even name your favorite band. Did you? No, I didn't. Um, That's because I don't know if I have a favorite band. Actually, well, for a long time, my favorite band was Fly of the Concords. And they're still one of my favorites. I also really like Wild Childs. Mm-hmm. There's a, one of their records. Your wild Child ain't winning any fights. <laughs> of, Why not? They're a know. huge band, are they? Yeah. i they just they're all... making some big assumptions. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, their records right over there on my table. Anyway, um. Oh, you mean that record that you have sitting on your wicker centerpiece that has two ceramic starfish in it? <laughs> This is our new segment describing Tawny's room. <laughs> shut up. Uh, and the living room does have a lot of... Uh, she has two... Interesting features. ...literal sand castles in here. <laughs> like, they are literally castles made of sand that were then glued together to stay sand castles. Yeah. I think one of those was a gift from Carrie from her coast trip. Anywho. Um, least favorite band. It's hard to say my least favorite band because... If they're truly my least favorite, I probably haven't even, like, I don't know what their name is. Like, I know I hear songs that I hate, but I don't know who they're by. Right, I've definitely heard worse than Nickelback. Yeah. just to be fair to Nickelback. (laughs) My least favorite. I really don't know. Let's move on. Yeah. I'm bored. (laughs) You're assigned a hype person randomly for a day. Best slash worst hype person. Parentheses. I am a viable candidate for either. This isn't a question. Where's the question mark? They want to know who the best or worst hype person would be. Oh, it was an implied question. Aston, I think in your mind you'd be the best hype person because I know what you would want to do, but I feel like you might get, I feel like at some point you might get shy and stop being my best hype person. So I'm going to put you in like the candidates. (laughs) Asin would be the most monotone hype person ever. Like, she said Tawny monotonely. I would be a horrible hype person. Oh, worst hype person ever, Tawny Sanchez, right there. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Best hype person, mm, my cousin Saba. Ooh, or would it be Uncle Dave? I'm just trying to think who's like the bravest and loves attention the most. See, okay, so that right there explains <laughs> our friendships. <laughs> Because, like, you want someone who's going to cheer you on and be loud and be so obnoxious that it will make you do it. And to me, a hype person that does that, like, someone who does that to me, makes me want to not do it. No, no, I think you're misunderstanding the concept of a hype person. In my mind, I'm not thinking someone to hype me up. I'm thinking people, somebody who's, like, advertising me to other people They're hyping me up to other people. Oh, is that what it means? That, yeah. See, I'm thinking of someone to, like, hype me up to, like, do things. Like, no, it's like that guy eat. who hypes up the log flume. Okay. You remember. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, no, you gotta think, so- who's gonna be the best at that job? At hyping me up? Getting other people excited about you. Sharon. No. Oh. She's, I've heard her talk. I've, recently, actually, she told me what she tells other people when she, like, set- says something about me, like, oh, my friend Tawny, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's not that exciting. I'm kind of offended. Hearing someone say, my friend Tawny, blah, 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 is actually concerning. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) No, like, if she were to give a summary of who I am, I'm just like, that's pretty disappointing, Sharon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I'm going to go with Uncle Dave again, because I think Uncle Dave, even though he has many criticisms for me to my face, (laughs) uh, I think he says nice things about me. I've heard other people say so. Just like, who would brag about you the most? You brag about me a lot. I do. Maybe I should be your hype person. But you also talk horribly about me. Not that bad. I could <laughs> talk worse. <laughs> exactly. I don't Sometimes know. I imagine if what I said got back to you and how you would feel, and then I don't. I oh, that's me being very considerate. Wow, thank you. Um, that would sound sarcastic, but I feel like you should actually thank me. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, well, my friend Jordan doesn't really live in the state anymore, was a pretty hype person. But he's a hype person, like, for all rationals. He, like, really loves rationals. And so he just is like, yes, I love everything about their personality. And he'll, like, pick apart all the, like, random things that they do. And he just, like, loves all of it. And he will make fun of it. But, like, if he's talking to you about someone else, he's like, I just love the way that they do this. Or I just, like, love that about them. Blah, blah, blah. And... So I feel like if I wanted someone to be able to take my actual personality and put a good spin on it, he would be the (laughs) person to do it. I guess. I feel like we spent a weirdly long amount of time talking about people who could talk good about us. Yeah. All right. That's it for us today. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned after the announcements for a couple of voicemails we received in our brand new voicemail box dedicated entirely to the podcast. If you would like to leave a voice message yourself, call one three three zero eight eight six cube. That's C U B E or two eight two three. If you would like to support this podcast and enjoy some sweet bonus content, head on over to Patreon.com/slash MostlyRational, where you can hear our blooper reel and bonus episodes for as little as a dollar a month. There's also bonus content to be found there for free, so check it out. Also, just a reminder that our website is live, so go to MostlyRationalPodcast.com dot com to send in questions and stay connected. You can also just email us at mostlyrationalpod at gmail dot com.
1: Yo, this is Brandon Wong. I just wanted to say that I've really been enjoying the podcast, and thank you for letting me be a part of it for the Star Wars episode. Uh, if you have any more Star Wars discussions, whether it be for Solo Episode Nine or the new live-action show, The Mandalorian, which I'm super psyched about, by the way, um, I would gladly hop back in with you guys. Um, or for any other discussion as well. I'm not only good for Star Wars. So, anyways, I look forward to hearing this next episode and any more. Thanks. Uh, can I get a, a boneless pizza?
0: Is that okay? Mm-hmm. The end.